Hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce Odyssey podcast. We're here with Caitlin Studi from South Street and Company. Caitlin, please tell us a bit about what you do. Sure. Thanks for having me. Well, um, we have a marketing agency. We're located in sunny Orlando, Florida, but help clients all over. And uh, we specialize in helping small to medium sized businesses grow their reach online through websites, social media, SEO, blogging, email marketing and coaching. Okay, great. So what is your, you know, what's your signature dish? What, what, what do you specialize in? What are you best at? Yeah, our, I like that. Our signature dish. Um, it's definitely local search engine optimization wherever the client is. So um, we primarily help service-based companies who are wanting to reach that local clientele. So whether that be local in Orlando or somewhere in the, in the U.S. or wherever they are, um, that's what we particularly help with. And then we start with that as the core. And then we add in social media marketing, email marketing, Google My Business, review marketing, all of those items to kind of build from it. Okay. So what is it? So you would start by looking at their Google Places accounts and tell us what you give us an example of the kind of things you activities you do. Yeah. So, um, well, we have an initial call with the client and we talk about their goals, expectations, what they've done in the past for marketing, kind of get their kind of blueprint of what they have been doing, put together a customized plan for them. And most of the time they're like, Hey, I want to get more leads in, or I want to get more recognition online. Or when I type in my name, my competition comes up. And those are kind of, uh, the, the key phrases for us, because then we put together a strategy. We look at the competitiveness of, uh, what keywords they want to rank for and their industry, put together an SEO plan. And then we look at their Google My Business profile, look at all of their local listings, look at their presence online, because we all know that everyone checks reviews now before they go to hire someone. So we put that together and then we add in any social media marketing, any ads related to that, email marketing, and just consistent marketing throughout month over month. Okay. So what's it in terms of Google? I mean, it's all about Google, you know, your presence on on, on Google Maps effectively. Um, are mm -hmm. there any other platforms that people need to worry about in terms of what are the other important places, you know, that people should have good profiles? Yeah, I mean, Facebook is one. Um, they don't, I think they they changed it to like the the like or they changed it from reviews to something else. I forget. Um, but it depends on your industry too, because if you're a realtor, obviously Zillow, Trulia, those are great sites. And then um, for for doctors and attorneys, you know, attorneys they have Avo, and then for doctors um, they have like Zocdoc has a lot of reviews on there and the different um, medical sites as well. So it just depends kind of on industry. But to us, uh, Google's number one because that's where people start. Okay, so I mean, say you know, I had like a local a local business, and someone had left a very unfair review, yeah. right? And I'm sure that I'm sure they didn't deserve it, whatever this was. What would you? <laughs> and they imagine imagine that they'd had you know I don't know a particular dodgy batch of ice cream or something, and and uh, what would you what would you do about that? Well, there's always two sides of the story, right? So the client well, let's presume there. let's presume that they've entirely been wronged, and that they're a very good bunch of people. Yeah. Um, so, I, well, what we do is we we read the review, then we reach out to the owner of the company or the person that's our contact, get their side of the story, and then uh, we write a response to that. You should always write a response to reviews, positive or negative, especially on Google, because people will read that. And sometimes you can kind of infer from the response that maybe it wasn't the business owner's fault. Like we had an attorney and she went out on maternity leave and someone wrote her, left her a one-star review because she couldn't get to her case. And she's like, you know, I was out on maternity leave. This wasn't anything that I could have helped. So I think just making sure that you're nice and kind 
find, take a breather. Maybe if you're the business owner and someone just left you a negative review, take a breather, take a step back and then review your response and then, you know, reply and be honest. And a lot of times people are like, you know what, we're all human. We make mistakes. So they understand. Yeah. It's the problem with feedback, isn't it? It's a blunt tool. Um, yeah. So tell me what, um, what platforms do you use to build your, what, what, what are the main software you work with? Yeah, so for um, websites, we primarily focus on WordPress. And then for social media, we work on all of the different channels, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We talked about a little bit of short form videos. So uh, mm -hmm. looking at those reels and videos on Instagram. And then, of course, TikTok is blowing up, too. And the ad opportunity is is um, quite incredible for for businesses if you can create a really captivating video. Um, so those are the primary platforms that we work on. And then, of course, Google My Business and helping that reputation management and as well as Zapier for automation. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, say, you're a, um, you know, an attorney, as you say, you know, would they what would you recommend they do in terms of social media? I mean, should they do videos on YouTube? Should they, you know, what, what would you what would you say are the, the things that every, every, you know, local business should be doing? Yeah. Well, first of all, if you're a local business, you should be um, going back to Google My Business. You should be claiming that and fully optimizing it, which means making sure that your hours are on there, that your service areas are on there, that your services are on there, that you reply to all reviews, you update your images. Now you can put a post on Google My Business, which is kind of the equivalent of posting on Facebook, except it shows up on Google and it stays there for seven days and then disappears and then you can add a new one. So that's step number one. Step number two is looking at all of your reviews across the board, because if you're coming up as in Google and you have 1.5 stars and other people in your industry have more, that's a huge red flag. Um, and then as far as social content, it just depends on who your target market is, but you nowadays you should be more targeted when Facebook first came out, everyone was like, follow me on Facebook, like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, everyone was everywhere. And it's not necessarily the case anymore. So being targeted um, to where clientele is. So if you're a business attorney and wanting to get more business with other business owners, LinkedIn would be great. If you're an attorney that targets consumers and you help them with maybe real estate, um, then maybe you target other realtors to have that common ground and create referrals from on LinkedIn, but maybe you'd also market on Facebook too. And I just think videos are a great, short form videos are a great way to establish yourself. You can uh, add them on, you can repurpose them, add them on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all of the different platforms to kind of position yourself as an industry leader. Mm-hmm. So are you, where do you think the best, because, um, you know, well, obviously I, I've got a, a YouTube channel, so I'm quite interested in this. I mean, uh, what do you think is the best kind of length for a video? And what do you think are the things that really drive engagement? Yeah, I, I mean, link for video, it depends on where it is. If you're on TikTok, you just get kind of sucked into that. Um, what did you say earlier? Mindless it wasn't mindless scrolling. You said another phrase. <laughs> that was... I'm sure I never would have said anything like that. I don't know. <laughs> thief of time. It's yeah, a it's a thief of time. And it, it it so is. You just get sucked into the black hole of these videos because people create them and they're so entertaining. So for, for TikTok and real shorter form videos, obviously you have stories as well on Instagram that you can use and on um, Facebook. So, and then as far as LinkedIn, um, 
I mean, I would say to try to, for social media, keep it short and sweet. For YouTube, it depends on what you're talking about. Some things you can't really keep to a minute. If you're doing like a how-to video, you wanna make sure that you don't skip any steps on there. So it just depends on the platform that you're targeting and your audience as well. Okay. Because I don't know, on YouTube, I like watching videos of people cutting down trees and then falling onto their houses. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just... uh... I've don't never heard it, that before. Don't but knock hey, it till you've tried it. Don't knock it till you've tried it. It's just you know, having a bad day, right? Just watch someone doing something really unforgivably stupid. Oh my and gosh! It's, it's you know. Anyway, it's that's fun. horrible. <laughs> no, it's horrible. Sorry, oversharing. Um, you're a great fan of automation, marketing automation. What kind of yeah. processes should people be automating? Um, how should they be doing it? Yeah, so so I love Zapier um, and that is it basically opened a whole new world for me because I was doing the same thing over and over and over and just thinking, you know, there had to be a better way. Kind of if you watch Shark Tank, everyone's like there had to be a better way and we created it. So with Zapier, it allows programs that don't normally talk to one another to communicate. So as an example, if you have an email marketing or let's just say you're running um, lead ads, lead gen ads on Facebook and you want them to automatically go into your sales funnel from that Facebook ad, you wouldn't necessarily be able to do that without manual labor, except now you have Zapier. So when a lead comes in from a Facebook lead ad, you can automatically add them into your CRM system. You can add them to your email marketing platform. You can do all of these different things. And some examples, you kind of have to get your mind in the right mindset to think about this because it doesn't come naturally unless you're a very organized person and processes make sense to you. So the way that I started thinking about it was what are the things that I keep doing over and over again that are really simple tasks that I could automate. So an example would be when someone fills out a form on our website they are entered into an automation and they get an auto email sent back to them saying, hey, so-and-so, thanks so much for filling out the form on our website. The first step is to set up a free 30 minute call with our team to learn about your goals and your business. Click here to do that. And then they're also added into our funnel for our CRM system. So then after they're sent that email, they're added to our CRM system. And then there's a reminder set to our business development person to for her to double check that they either scheduled an appointment or um, whether we need to call them the next day. So now in like the Amazon two day shipping reality and all of these instant messages, everyone wants things so quickly. So what can you do um, to get back to them quickly and kind of eliminate that time? And before I was I mean, we're so busy in the day to day life, having all these meetings and then, you know, taking time to grab lunch, coming back. So I didn't get to some of these people until the next day when I was doing it manually. And now I've totally taken that process out, sent them an auto email, and then they schedule a time through Calendly to sign up. So that's one example of how we've used automations to really streamline everything. Okay, so you'd recommend what? So you know, you know, basically, someone makes an inquiry, you automatically send them an email saying book an appointment. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I noticed I was looking at a website. I noticed that your crew is all female. Yes. Is that, is that intentional? It's not intentional. It just happened to be that way. Um, we have a team of developers, and there are a bunch of guys there. So all of our um, our core team happen to be female right now, which I think is really cool. 
Yeah, that's cool. I like that. It's it's it's. Uh, I was it was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, <laughs> so well, you don't see that often, do you? Really, it's quite a you know web agencies are quite a or can be quite a male thing, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 great progress. Um, so you said you worked you you started your business as a side hustle. I mean, have you yes. um, advice for side hustlers out there? How do you how do you juggle priorities? Yeah, that that's a great question. And that's something that I, I I had to learn through trial and error and a lot of error. But I I was working for a local dermatologist, helped them double in size in the two and a half years that I was there. And then I just felt like I reached a plateau. So I um, got my first client in February 2014. It took me a little over a year after I got her to um, get into networking groups, get people to like remember me, take me seriously because they were kind of, you know, you never know if a company is gonna be around, if you're gonna have them help you, all of that. So it took a little over a year to leave, but um, through that time, I kinda, I mean, what I did was I worked in the mornings, I went to my full-time job all day, um, over lunch, I would do like social media posts or create things. And then after the work day, I would come home and just finish that up. So I tried, I um, got off at noon on Fridays and I would have all of my meetings on Friday afternoons and just built it up from there. So I would say um, prioritize is really key. One thing I wish I knew in the beginning is that there's a program for that. Like there's an app for that. There's probably a program for that. I what one of the pain points for me was sending invoices and that sounds so counterintuitive because as a business you want to get paid and it was just such a pain in the butt for me to send invoices because I didn't have a program to do it so I created in Microsoft Word I would save it as a PDF send it to the client and then I would record that on a spreadsheet and then I'd have to wait for their check update the spreadsheet now I use a program called FreshBooks and it just automates yeah. everything for me zero, and zero is another I use zero yeah, so those are same same idea, but it's totally streamlined how I did that. And I will never go back to the old way. But there are so many amazing programs out there, some free, some paid for probably everything you need. But that's also one of the things that um, that people should be open to is you don't know what you don't know. I didn't even know that invoicing software existed just because they don't teach you that in college. No one really talks yeah. about the invoicing software. So um, that's one piece of advice. And then also to get a mentor or a coach too, because I would not be where I am today if I didn't have a, an amazing group of family that supported me, friends that supported me, and then coaches and mentors that, that I found to help me along the way too. Right. That's good advice. That's good advice. Um, I mean, I, I find with, um, with automating things, I just think something, there's so many things out there which are really, really difficult to, to simplify. Mm -hmm. And you've got to get, you've got to find your simplifications where you can, mm -hmm. I think, because some things are just so, you know, I, I my experience is with e-commerce and you've got like thousands of products and prices and whatever. And I just think if there's the opportunity, do you think, gosh, I could really simplify and automate that one thing, then you've really mm -hmm. just got to take that advantage because one, you know, if it's just one less thing to do, isn't it? 
So. It's, yeah, it's one less thing to do. And then it just think about how much time you're putting into these really simplistic tasks that are that are preventing you from focusing on either bigger picture or growing your company or whatever it is that your goal is. So I, I just, and the other thing too, is this isn't rocket science. You don't have to know how to code. You don't have to know like any background information. You just have to think as like, okay, this is step one. This is step two. If this happens, then this or this happens, but you can just start with super simple automations. Mine were like two steps in the beginning. Now I have one that's over 40 steps to help us onboard when we bring on a new team member. Um, so just build out, you love a process basically. We have a process. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing that Zapier helps with too, is you outline your processes and you kind of have to say like, okay, um, I need to enter them into, um, you know, my payroll software. I need to make sure I get this information. I need to send them their computer. So you kind of break out, it helps you visualize that process in steps and, I use it to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. So it sends me a reminder to do X, Y, and Z when I do this as well. Okay, great. Well, you've been, uh, last question, last question. What has inspired you recently? Mm, there, well, earlier I was taking, I, I continuing education is um, a huge deal for me. So I was taking a um, an SEO course and I just love learning new things for my team. Um, they have quarterly goals to to do continuing education as well. So that's one of the things. But um, when when I need uh, inspiration or just like a little pop of energy, I'll go on Pinterest and see what other people are doing. And I just think other people's creativity really inspires me because it, it just opens all of these different ideas as far as what other people are doing and how we can do that similarly, but different at the same time. And then um, books too. I'm reading Jen Sincero's new book about, um, about habits. And then for, for our team, we're actually, we have a book club and we're reading Atomic Habits. So kind of a, a good Go way on. to start the new year. <laughs> you sound really organized. <laughs> it's really like a book club, a process, a process for everything. Yeah, I well, I try to because when you have so many things, you know, you have so many moving parts. I want to make sure nothing falls through the cracks. Great. Okay. Look, it's been lovely speaking to you and good luck for the future. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye bye.